combat sports have a unique monopoly on toughness as a virtue in the eyes of fans. Most other sports just simply do not reach the same level of seriousness. Oh, you played basketball through an ankle injury, so brave and gritty. Calvin Cater got punched 274 times in the face. And while of course these incredible displays of mental and physical endurance in the face of insane punishment are one of the most admirable aspects of these martial artists, it doesn't mean there aren't consequences that come with all that glory and praise. And some fighters might be durable to a fault. I'm Tommy from MMA On Point, and these are 10 fighters way too tough for their own good. Number 10, Angela Hill. Here's something you probably didn't know, and I didn't either until I was combing my spreadsheet full of every fighter ever and sorting it by significant strikes absorbed. Angela Hill has taken the fifth most significant strikes of any fighter ever, male or female, with 1,533. And the next closest in any of the women's divisions has 402 less. Yeah, so I think Angela Hill qualifies for this list. Why we don't often see people concerned about overkill is because, for the most part, these strikes are spread out considerably. She is, after all, the most prolific female fighter on the entire roster. She has the most fights ever. She has the most cage time ever. Makes sense she would have the most strikes. But that doesn't mean she's not too tough for her own good, because in addition to all these blows, Hill has a reputation for being game to fight anybody with any amount of prep time. If there is a place that needs filled on a card, Angela is the first volunteer. If her opponent changes last second, no big deal, let's do it. She's also asking and looking for fights nearly constantly. In 2020, she fought four times looking to tie the record at five, but was unable to secure another bout. There is no off-season for Overkill. And you know what? I just now understood her nickname. Now it makes sense. Number nine, Brian Ortega. Now, it's very hard to put Brian Ortega high up on this list simply because he's had so much success. I mean, the guy has only ever lost three fights in his entire career, and one of those was because of a freaky shoulder injury in the first round. The other two were for UFC championships, but it's those two fights in particular that have garnered Ortega the reputation of too tough for his own good. In his four-round fight with Max Holloway, a bout that was stopped by the doctor, mind you, and who could blame him, T-City was hit with 307 strikes. 141 of those came in the fourth round alone. Absolutely insane. His face was swelled up like Hitch. Then against Volk, he would take 229 shots, not as much as Max, of course, and spread over five rounds. But who are we kidding? That is still an absurd amount of punishment. Now, getting beat up by two of the best fighters in the world isn't anything to be ashamed of, but those two fights have very clearly demonstrated that Ortega will take any ridiculous amount of punishment and keep moving forward simply because nobody has said stop yet. Number eight, Darren Elkins. The guy has damage tattooed across his chest. Does this entry need any more explanation? I really feel like we could just move on at this point, right? But seriously, Darren Elkins is the damage and is just beyond too tough for his own good. This man is famous because he takes punishment. That is what he's best known for. Over 1,000 significant strikes absorbed. That puts him top 30 all time. He's been knocked down six times, finished five, joined the UFC in 2010, and has 27 fights but has never fought for a title. The guy puts on a show though, and so he keeps getting work. That said, while he has had some pretty brutal losses, particularly his last against Jonathan Pierce that had many fans wondering if it was time for the damage to do other things, he has had two huge come from behind third round wins. The most famous of which is of course against Mirsad Bektik. And it is arguably one of the greatest comebacks in the history of the sport. So yes, he has a lot of scar tissue, he bleeds easy, and that's part of why his fights look so spectacularly nasty. He's still taken considerable punishment over the years, and I have no doubt in my mind that in a fight or in his career, there will be no quitting for Darren Elkins. That's going to have to be somebody else's decision. Number seven, Lauren Murphy. Her name is Lauren, and this one was ripped straight from the headlines, but it's not the first outing that's seen Lucky fight through some serious adversity. At UFC 283, the 
flyweight contender took on former champion Jessica Andrade in what would be a record bout for the division all time. Jessica would land 231 significant strikes to Lauren's 100. That's the biggest differential ever and the most landed ever. Fans and pundits were looking for the fight to be stopped before the third even took place, but a full five minutes of sustained beating would continue. Murphy took to social media afterwards to say she was grateful her corner did not stop the fight and gave her the opportunity to win. To be fair to her, she's been in two other bouts where she took a lot of damage, Andrea Lee and JoJo Wood, where she would earn a decision victory. But with Murphy's brutal loss to the bullet and this Andrade bout taking place in her last three outings, along with the fact she's absorbed the third most significant strikes of any woman in UFC history, more than Darren Elkins of our last entry, she's earned a spot on our list. Number six, Diego Sanchez. Now don't get me wrong, I love me some Diego entertainment, but given his style over the years and his ability to endure some serious damage, it's hard not to say that Sanchez was far too tough for his own good throughout his career. He sits at 14th all-time for significant strikes absorbed in the UFC with 1,238, and perhaps more indicative of being too tough in the face of some serious punishment, in his collective losses for the promotion, Diego was significantly outstruck 236 to 641. Despite this, he was only ever finished four times in his entire career of 44 bouts, but was defeated 14 times. That's a lot of getting outstruck 3 to 1. The most famous example of Sanchez not giving even a remote fuck about his own well-being is of course the absolute banger that was his fight with Gil Melendez, but for as revered as that fight was, it was incredibly lopsided with Sanchez's knockdown in the third being the only real high spot for him. Not to mention he fought again just last year at Eagle FC 20 years after his pro debut and was only let go from the UFC in 2020 after weird-ass Josh Fabia fucked everything up. He'd probably still be in there taking fights if not for that. Number 5. Calvin Cater This is a real stat. Over the course of his last four fights over a two-year period, Calvin Cater has absorbed more significant strikes than 95% of all UFC fighters in the 30-year history of the organization in their entire combined careers. Just in his last four fights. His last four fights have been the accumulative damage of Paul Felder's entire career, a man who could have easily made this list. I feel like I look kind of like um, Action Bronson. If you consider Calvin's entire body of work in the UFC, he has absorbed the 10th most significant strikes all time with 1,255. Even more insane, 445 of those came in a single bout against Max Holloway, a fight that I do not care what anybody says, should not have gone the distance, talk about being way too tough for your own good. The bout holds the all-time record for significant strikes landed in a fight as you can imagine, but it also holds the record for the biggest strike differential, as in this fight wasn't exactly a close call, or going in Cater's favor. Now, like everybody on this list, I'm not blaming these fighters for being too tough because we can't expect them in the moment to think they've had enough. That's up to all the people who should be watching out for them. But it doesn't make any of these fights easier to digest. Here's hoping the rest of the Boston finisher's career is lighter on the damage. Number four, Anthony Smith. Probably should have seen this coming with a nickname like Lionheart, right? There are truly few fighters you'll find tougher than Anthony Smith. The guy's been fighting for 15 years now and he's only 34. He's been finished 14 times, seen nearly 900 significant strikes in the UFC alone, and fought some of the best ever at light heavyweight. Rashad Evans, Shogun, Gus, Glover, and of course JBJ. It was following a brutal decision loss to Teixeira in 2020 that Smith earned his spot on this list. Glover would batter Anthony with 202 total strikes over the course of five rounds, really picking up the damage in a lopsided third and fourth, leaving most watching begging for the fight to be stopped. In the aftermath of how horrific this beating was, 
Much blame was thrown on the officials as well as Smith's corner by the community, but the fighter explained in interviews following the event that his corners are not allowed to throw the towel in or he'll fire them. If you want to sit in my corner, that's that's my rule. You don't stop the fight. And I, and I would never knock anyone for throwing in the towel. It's just not for me. Long-term costs be damned. Number three, Glover Teixeira. Yes, he was definitely the inspiration for this list, but there's no recency bias here. Glover Teixeira might be the embodiment of too tough for his own good, a sentiment he himself expressed as he announced his retirement following a brutal defeat against Jamal Hill at UFC 283. The 43-year-old would see 232 significant strikes landed on him over the course of 25 minutes, with many watching hoping somebody would step in to end all the violence. It really was a beatdown, and the last in a long line. The fight previous was an all-out five-round war with Yuri Prohaska, and for the two most brutal fights of his career, minus the devastating losses to Gus and Rumble, to come after his 40s, it's just been a lot for fans to try and get behind. Even though we're all still amazed at the incredibly high level he's continued to fight at, easily probably able to keep going for two or three more years as a top contender at light heavyweight. But luckily, Glover has recognized for his own sake that this kind of damage accumulates, and if it's going to come so often so late in his career, maybe Maybe coaching is the route to take. A horribly difficult decision to walk away, I'm sure, but one that's had a lot of fans relieved. What a legend, though. I hope I'm a tenth as awesome as that guy when I'm 43. Number two, Donald Cerrone. Anywhere, anyone, anytime. It's one of the most badass mantras a fighter can have, and Cowboy Cerrone truly lived it over the course of his 55-fight career. But man, there's a price to pay for being that badass. Cerrone has the dubious honor of absorbing the most significant strikes of anybody on this list, with 1,825, and that is just in the UFC. That does not account for his WEC run that puts him over 2,000 and past Max Holloway for the most in Zufa history. The difference between the two being that one was a multiple-time champion. Wow, okay. Harsh which is not in any way to shit on Cowboy here. The guy would literally take any fight any time, and he fought as an attraction as much as he was attempting to get the gold, and I'm sure he absolutely has no regrets. If there's a single fight that embodies Cerrone's too-tough-for-his-own-good mentality, though, it has to be the three-rounder he had against Nate Diaz that saw Cowboy hit with 260 shots. Despite that and looking like death warmed up, he somehow got up and took more punishment after the second round, even with Nate flipping him off to start the third. That fight itself could have gotten Donald Cerrone on this list, let alone the rest of his I-don't-give-a-fuck career. Number 1. Kazushi Sakuraba If you were to look up too tough for their own good in the dictionary, there would be a picture of Kazushi Sakuraba. This guy never saw a fight he didn't want to take, didn't matter how much bigger the other fighter was, how devastating they were, how impossible the odds are. If there was fighting to be done, Saku was gonna do it. Even if that meant entering a UFC tournament with a single fight, a submission loss to Kimo. Even if that meant still going out to fight fucking Igor Chanchin after 90 full minutes with Hoist Gracie, even if that meant a second and third bout with Vanderlei Silva when there really should not have been, or fighting Mirko Krokop and being offered special rules since he was a K1 guy and turning them down because fuck special rules. This crazy bastard wanted to fight Bob Sapp or Fedor, but they wouldn't give it to him. He fought injured regularly. He would return from injuries that still needed healing. The guy is the embodiment of what's up danger, and that was just in his prime. He kept going so much longer. Who could 
forget the devastating loss to Melvin Manhoof 38 fights into his career, or coming back after a near four-year layoff to fight fucking Shinya Aoki in Ryzen. Sakuraba, you're an absolute mad lad, as my English counterparts would say, but that is also why we love the shit out of you. Speaking of love, please show a whole bunch to the fantastic editor of this video, Max Randall, as well as Ben Rosette, because the guy he makes the jams you hear. Liking and subscribing would also be pretty awesome, and it only takes a couple clicks. Which fighter do you think is too tough for their own good and didn't make the list? Let me know down below, I'd love to hear from you. Thanks for watching, and I'll see you in the funny papers, whatever that means.